This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> a lot of football in that first hour, as you would suspect. Derek <laughs> the area, Florham Park, visiting the Jets, getting wined and dined. And, hey, maybe he'll like it, maybe he won't. We'll find out. Um, but it is a possibility, and you can't fault the Jets for doing their due diligence. We've been talking about the good, the bad, the pros, the cons, and all those other things. And we'll continue to talk about the car situation here in, in a moment. But I, I just want to... Because I'm as curious as anybody else is, and I'm sure that a lot of you aren't too familiar with the whole darkness retreat that Aaron Rodgers is finding himself in right about now. So who better to talk to in regards to this type of thing than somebody who just happens to be the creator of Sky Cave Retreats. His name is Scott Berman, and I assume that this is what Aaron Rodgers is currently embroiled in right now. Now, they have a couple of options. They have one in Mexico, and they have one in California. I don't know which one Aaron Rodgers is, is currently at. It's one of the two. But this is what he's doing. So let's hear from the creator himself. right? If you have any questions, you go to the creator. He's the one who conjured this whole thing up, so he's the answer guy. So this is Scott Berman uh, describing a room in the darkness retreat. Take a listen. It's um, about a 300-square-foot room that's totally dark. There's lights when people first get in there, so they're able to navigate and see their way around. There's a bathtub. There's a toilet. There's a sink. There's a place to roll around on the floor. There's a place to sit and eat. And there's a room on the other side where I enter into, and there's a double cabinet where I put in food, close the door, and on the other side, the dark retreat can open it and receive food and no light. Uh, comes through in that process. Ours are also pretty much soundproof. So you enter into a space where the external world, as you know it, no longer exists. Well, at least there's a place for him to roll around on the floor. I mean, that's important because I know that if I'm entering a darkness retreat, I, I need at least a spot where I can, you know, get my workout in on the ground in the dark. I mean, I'm sitting there listening to this guy talk and I'm thinking, how is this real life? Like, how is this even a th- like we're talking and, and and a guy, OK, who's whether you like him or not. He's one of the great quarterbacks of all time. He's won four MVP awards, as, I, as I'm quick to point out, the only guy in the history of the league who's won more MVPs than Aaron Rodgers is Peyton Manning. So the guy's no slouch. And this is the type of stuff that he's into. So wouldn't that be a red, like, what's more of a red flag for you? Like, we're sitting here trying to pick apart, like, why Derek Carr is not the right choice for the Jets. And, and you're going to say that Derek Carr hasn't won a game yet when the temperature is 37 degrees or, or colder than 37 degrees. Like, what's more of a turnoff for you? The fact that Derek Carr can't win a game when it's cold out? Or the fact that Aaron Rodgers is into this stuff? This would kind of give me the eebie-jeebies a little more than the fact that the, the quarterback doesn't fare well when it's chilly out. All right, let's hear more from Scott because I'm again, it just increased my curiosity here. So, how about the darkness retreat process as a whole? Take us through that, Scott. Typically, people come for six nights. They arrive, they have the, that evening to kind of settle in, and the next day they weave in and out of the dark, maybe go in for a few hours, come back into the light. And then that second evening, they go in fully, typically three or four full days in the darkness. They come out in the morning, and then that whole next day is a day to integrate. And there's also some sessions and interactions with people who are here who 
our experience with being in the dark and also being with people who have been in the darkness to be supportive with them. For a lot of people, from what I've heard when they come out and while they're in there, is it's the safest that they've ever felt. And it's something that I've also heard from a lot of women who in this world feel a lot less safe than men. So, and by the way, Scott Berman was on with Kenny and Carlin on ESPN radio. That's, that's where we're hearing this from. Like, I didn't even know, I, I, I didn't know if this was like the website or he's, you know, this is, you know, you go on the site and he's doing one of these like testimonial things, trying to get people to sign up. What is the, so the way that he's describing it, I mean, I'm thinking like the orientation process, is it like you just all get everybody together in one big dark room? Because how does that work out if you can't see or, you know, interact with anybody? It's in the dark. How do you know? I don't know. You know, I was skeptical going in here and he's not really doing anything to kind of change my initial instincts. I don't think that I'm cut out for this type of stuff. That could be just me. Um, What do you hope to accomplish while you're at this retreat? In the darkness, what ultimately happens is it brings us into the moment. There's nothing else to engage in. Now, our mind is still active. And so in that process, we become really aware of what's happening inside of ourselves that we never have been before. So that the kind of helpful aspect is we get to peel back the veil and look within ourselves to see what's happening. Why are we miserable? Why are we sad? Why are we, whatever's happening? Uh, I mean, again, I, I, far be it for me to sit here and take exception to anything Scott is saying, because after all, he's a creator, right? But when he talks about being in the moment, it brings you into the moment. I got to be honest with you guys right now. What time is it? It's, it's about 10 after 10 here on a Saturday morning. I'm in the moment right now. I'm in the moment. I got a beautiful TV in front of me. I had a great breakfast this morning, great cup of coffee, nice bagel from my local place. Um, there's tremendous natural light coming into the house right now. I, I think it's hunk. fantastic. You know, I, so this is a good moment right now. It's a nice, I'm content. Let's just say I'm, I'm content right now. And, you know, even if I was a little bit perturbed or just a little bit, you know, out of the ordinary, I don't think that this would be the place for me. I really and truly don't. You know, maybe, maybe I'm the exception. I, I don't know. All right, and lastly, and, you know, again, breaking news on this one. Scott says that the darkness retreat, get ready for this, can be terrifying. Wow. It is terrifying. And I'd say if somebody's coming here and, and they don't say that they're a little bit scared, from what I've seen at that point, it's unlikely that they're really going to have a really deep, profound experience because there's kind of a lack of humility. And like in the darkness experience, there is there is a sense of being broken where you touch something new within yourself. Like you don't hold yourself strong of like, this is who I am and this is what I am and this is what's important. Like you're actually willing to be cracked open to see and touch something brand new that like maybe I am already good and I don't need to succeed in this and this and this way according to some arbitrary cultural standard to be good. Like what does it really mean? to be whole and complete. Scott, friendly word of advice. If you're listening to the show right now, yeah, keep, th- th- that's what we need. Give that, that's, this is perfect. It's perfect. If you are 
somebody who's in this business, in the darkness business, or any kind of business for that matter. But I guess if you are in the darkness business, that's kind of what you're selling to a certain segment of the population. You probably don't want to have advertised and splashed out on your brochure that it could be terrifying. You scary, bruh. Right? Because I don't know how many people would jump in with two feet if it says terrifying. Like, that's for me. That's what I need. I need more terrifying in my life. I need dark. I need terrifying. All right, so I, I, I bring this back. And, and by the way, that was out seriously. That was outstanding. I mean, all jokes aside, I at least have a little bit more info and knowledge on the whole subject than I did for the last several weeks because I didn't know what the hell this thing was. We all have. I'm literally expecting like Saddam Hussein, like hiding in a, in a, in a cave in the ground or something, in a hole in the ground. That's what I'm thinking uh, Aaron Rodgers is doing. So now at least I know, but it brings me back to my original question. Knowing that this guy is into this type of stuff, how is this not the biggest red flag you could potentially throw out there to use against why you don't want somebody to be your quarterback? Don't you think Green Bay is maybe thinking about this a little bit right now as to why they're maybe to turn things over to Jordan Love? That they don't want their quarterback and a guy who's going to be the leader of their franchise and the most important person in their franchise, somebody who spent a week in a cave in the dark with Mr. Terrifying? I don't know. I'll tell you, after hearing that, I think Derek Carr sounds even better right now to be the Jack quarterback. I don't know how you guys think. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Grosser Show. I'm going to go turn some lights on right now. 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. First of all, the guy that we were just listening to, the, the Scott guy, he looks like he's a contestant on Survivor. Um, like he's been out to sea somewhere for way too long. He's been living on like rice and puddle water for way too long, it looks like. As far as these retreats go, like, they have a couple of them where, you know, during the winter time and it's, like, snow-covered. And so, you know what it looks like from the outside a little bit? If you're a fan of, like, the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that, it looks like a hobbit hole. That's what it looks like from the outside. It, it, it's kind of cool, like, from the appearance that it gives off in that regard. But 
Is it something that I would want to take part in? Absolutely not. And just listening to, you know, what Scott was saying there a little while ago, I mean, there's, there's a, let's put it this way, there's a lot of things that they have to sort out with themselves. And I think that, look, there's other ways to go about doing it, and I don't know if this would be mine. And I don't know if I would want my quarterback to necessarily go down this hole, if I can use that pun. Right? And Joe, you said it's what, it's 1300 bucks. That's what it costs for the, for the full whole experience? Oh, $1,300. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's say hi to Jose. He's in Brooklyn. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jose, good morning. How are you? Good morning. This was fantastic. <laughs> I, I mean, I, Jose, I wish I was making it up, but it's real. You, you know, it doesn't put it past me. Uh, this is um, exactly what I was fearing because I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> um, I, 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 I've been a car supporter, and the reason I've been a car supporter is because I think he's more of a long-term solution. At least he could give us five years. And also, I've always felt like the floor was Kirk Cousins and the ceiling is Matthew Stafford. That's a, that, that's the best resolution. Um, but I also understand why the need for Rogers, and also it it's great for talk radio. <laughs> but because when, when you hear stuff like this, <laughs> well, the thing about the thing about Rogers, Jose. Okay, and I, and I thank you for checking in this morning. Here's the thing about Rogers. Forget all the goofy stuff. Forget the darkness retreats and the sky caves and Scott Berman and all that other garbage. You're talking about a guy who, in my opinion, and a lot of others as well, he's one of the top ten quarterbacks to ever play the game. You, you're not going to have a very long list. If I asked you who are some of the – or who are the most physically gifted quarterbacks to ever play this game, there are not going to be a lot of names ahead of Aaron Rodgers on the list. There's not. You know, in his prime, if you will, there weren't many that could do it all like him. Just even like little things that if you really are an astute follower of the game and you know the game and you study the game and you understand the position, I mean, just some things that maybe don't jump off the page, even apart from statistics. I mean, even like you just go back and and just study the way his feet are in the pocket and the way that he moves around, just like even just movements by like a couple of inches this way, a couple of like that stuff is is what they teach in, in clinics and in quarterback schools, like just like everything from a mechanical standpoint, like this guy was so good. And I'm not saying that he doesn't have any good football left, but, you know, he is going to be almost 40 years old. You know, he's gone off the reservation a couple of times here in the last two off seasons. Now he's going into a darkness retreat. I don't know where he is. And last year, his performance had a little bit of a dip. Now, you want to say it was because of the broken thumb. You want to say it was because of all the moving parts in the offensive line, the new receivers that he had coming in. You be the judge. But before last year, the guy won back-to-back MVP awards. So he's not that far removed from playing at a really, really high level. But the question you have to ask yourself if you're a Jet fan or really any other team right now that's thinking about bringing in Aaron Rodgers, do you want to run the risk of going into a short-term win-now situation? Because that's what it's going to be with him. If you get this guy, you might only have one year or maybe I would say two tops. 
Whereas if you look in another direction, like i.e. Derek Carr, he's probably going to be here a little bit longer than one or two years because he's younger, first and foremost. 800-919-3776 is the uh, telephone number. You know, last night, too, and I should have brought this up a little bit earlier. Last night I brought up the name of another quarterback because everybody who's in that camp of, well, Derek Carr is not going to be a guy that's going to win you a Super Bowl. Derek Carr, you know, he's only going to take you so far. He's a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback. You know, you make the playoffs, but you're not going to win a championship. Last offseason or two offseasons ago, remember, there was another quarterback who has a lot of similarities to Derek Carr at this point in their careers. He was with his original team that drafted him for a dozen years. You know, had a couple of playoff appearances, but didn't win any playoff games. Put up gaudy numbers individually, but the team didn't win. And yet he got traded someplace. And he was another one of these guys to where, you know, he was a good quarterback. He put up the statistics and everything, but you didn't know if he would be somebody that can take you to the promised land and help you win a Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams, and in the first year, what happened? They won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl because they went all in. They traded away a bunch of draft picks. They had a veteran, made-to-win, win-now team. And Stafford wasn't perfect. He won great. Led the league in interceptions the year they won the Super Bowl. But you know what? They won it. And when, Aaron, and when Matthew Stafford was in Detroit, I don't know about you, but for all those years watching him, I never thought that that was a guy that was a Super Bowl championship quarterback. Nice quarterback, but not a guy that would be my choice to necessarily pilot a championship team. And, oh, by the way, by the way, Matthew Stafford never had a season where he finished top three in the MVP like Derek Carr did. I know the Pro Bowls are kind of silly and that type of thing, but Matthew Stafford didn't make as many Pro Bowls as Derek Carr did. Right? So there's a lot of similarities there. Detroit was a dysfunctional franchise for a lot of years. It was a joke. They were as bad as it gets. Remember, we were putting in, you know, we were signing petitions to see if the NFL could put anything on Thanksgiving Day instead of the Detroit Lions at 1230 in the afternoon because you didn't want America getting sick, physically ill, while they're eating their turkeys and their Thanksgiving, having to watch that crappy product that is the Detroit Lions on their TVs. Right? And Matthew Stafford was a part of those teams. Now he goes to the Rams and he's a champion. And he gets to do the AT&T commercials. Right? And now his outlook and his legacy is completely different. You mean to tell me Derek Carr can't be that guy as well? 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll get into some hoops here pretty soon as well. Knicks and Nets take some stock at the All-Star break. What we can expect during the stretch drive for both of those teams too. Dan Grass's show till noon on a Saturday, 98.7 ESPN. He's been living on rice and puddle water. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Dan Gross' show right here on 98.7 ESPN, 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're going till noon. Then Anita will take you the rest of the uh, afternoon there. And I think Ty is uh, after her coming up at 3. And then he'll lead you right into Islanders hockey. Islanders and the Bruins up in Beantown. Little uh, matinee hockey. All three hockey teams are uh, on the docket today. Isles and Bruins, 430, which you can hear right here on 98.7. Then you got the Rangers in Calgary tonight to see if they can get the Western Canadian sweep. That'll be 9.30 pregame with our buddy Don. And in between that, not heard on the station, you got the Devils who are back at it in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. I believe that's a 5.30. And why is that significant? Because it looks like Jack Hughes will make his return to the lineup after missing the last few games. And Jack Hughes, um, you know, I, I, I could say it. We're all friends here. Jack Hughes, the most exciting hockey player out of any team uh, in this neck of the woods and one of the best young players in all the National Hockey League. Real quickly on the Giants, and I don't want to give them short shift, but unfortunately, you know, they kind of have things sorted out to a degree. I'd be shocked if Daniel Jones is wearing a different uniform next year. Saquon Barkley, not so much. Um, I could see a scenario that, that Saquon is wearing a different uniform, but that's all going to come down to just how much he and his agent kind of value themselves and think that they are valued and regarded maybe around the National Football League in regards to the position he plays and the number that he feels he deserves. Now, franchise tag window is going to be kicking off here in just a few days. Tuesday, it, it, it starts, as a matter of fact. So from February the 21st to March the 7th, that's when teams have the ability to slap the franchise tag on one of their players. Now, obviously, two candidates for that would be Jones and Saquon Barkley. And look, in a perfect world, if you're the Giants, you would be able to sign both of them to deals to where you don't have to use the tag. If you do have to use it, though, on one of these two players, certainly you would prefer it to be Barkley because it's not going to take up as much of your cap for next year. You know, the franchise tag for running back is in the neighborhood of like 10 million bucks. That's not too shabby. Quarterback, on the other hand, it's three times that. You know, you're north of 30 already. What you would want for the guy who's going to end up costing you more, which of course is going to be the quarterback, you hope to get Daniel Jones on a multi-year contract. You spread some of that money out over the course of multiple years, signing bonus type of stuff to where you're not maybe inhibiting as much of a cap hit in the, um, in the short term over year one, year two, if you will. Now, whenever you sign a big money contract like that, eventually there comes a point in time that you're going to have to deal with that hit. And if it's a few years down the road, hey, so be it. Maybe Jones is still here. Maybe he's not. Look, if you're the Giants, that's a good prompt to have. Because if he, if you sign him to, let's say, let's just throw it out there, a three, four-year deal. All right, I'm, I'm just speculating. What you hope happens is that in the first couple of years of that deal, Daniel Jones continues to play really, really well. 
And then you get to the point where you're going to have to sit down and maybe reward him for all the good football he's given you, rip up the existing contract, sign him to another contract, maybe even give him a little bit of a raise, and then you tack on even more years to the deal, which means you spread out the money again even further down the road. It's like the old expression, kicking the can down the road. But eventually it's going to hit you in the head. But you don't mind that as long as you're getting high-quality production from the quarterback. And look, Daniel Jones was outstanding this past year. Absolutely outstanding. He's in a good situation. He's obviously got a head coach that believes in him, that could bring the best football out of him. Now it's up to Joe Shane and it's up to Brian Dayball to be able to go and now give your quarterback the tools necessary to where he's going to be even able to play at a higher level than what you saw in 2022. And I, I think if you're a Giant fan, this is an exciting time for you. Not because, you know, you had a great season last year and you made the playoffs and you won a playoff game, but now you're going to start to get some answers, right? Like, you know the guys who were in the movie. Now you're going to know a little bit more about them and just to what exactly they can do. And I'm talking about the GM more than anything else. Now you're going to start to find out what type of general manager you have on your hands in Joe Shane. Last year was like a bonus year. It was gravy. You know, he made a couple of draft choices, signed a couple of free agents. That was nice. But he really couldn't do all that much because Dave Gettleman left your roster in salary cap hell. Now you've got cap room. Now you've got decisions to make with two of your most important players. Throw in Leonard Williams on the defensive side of the ball. That dude is going to count a ton against the cap. Is he going to take a pay cut? Are they going to have to part ways with him? Now Joe Shane has to roll up his sleeves and really get creative and start to mold this roster into the vision that he and Brian Dayball see fit because just because you got to a certain point this past year doesn't mean you're staying there. Doesn't mean you're staying there. It's hard to stay good in the NFL. And there's a lot of people, I think, that outside of New York and maybe even here in New York that look at what the Giants did this past year and think, you know what, this was a little fluky. I don't know if this was real. Like, you could point to a lot of things about the Giants and say it's not sustainable. And where I would agree and say that it's not sustainable is that they got to upgrade the talent base. You know, you're not going to be able to make another run to the playoffs again with the same cast of characters at wide receiver, for example, that Daniel Jones had to throw at this past year. Good for Isaiah Hodgins. Giants signed him to a contract. They kept him around. My boy, Lawrence Cager, who came over from the Jets, they signed him at the tight end position. They keep those two guys around. Fantastic. But you still got to get some dudes in here. You got to get some playmakers. You know, you got to figure out who's playing linebacker for you next year. I mean, they like piece that thing together with like scotch tape and popsicle sticks last year you you got to go get some guys you know a couple of spots on that offensive line maybe could use some some fixing especially maybe in the interior a little bit as far as I'm concerned you know what about those tough decisions you got to make with the rest of the defense you know you got some guys in the secondary who you may or may not bring back you live in a charm life in year one you know Brian Dayball goes up there gets his coach of the year award and rightfully so now the work begins what you do in one year doesn't guarantee what you're going to do in the next year. Everybody starts from scratch. But I think it's intriguing. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Uh, let me say hi to John in Long Island, who is up next here on 98.7. Johnny, good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? What's up, John? Great great conversation today on the Jets again. 
just want to circle back to some of the points that you're making. Um, but overall, I, you know, I couldn't agree more with the caller as well. Uh, but wanted to bring up a, a quick polling question for you, right? Mm-hmm. What scares Jets fans more, okay? Uh, we signed Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers gets traded uh, to, like, the Raiders or another team, or you pass on Carr and Rodgers does what he does. He's out in the darkness, decides he wants to come back to Green Bay and doesn't get traded, right? I'm really curious. What what, what would what did Jet fans think? For me, well, that's, we've got to sign Derek Carr. All the points right. that you've been making, all the callers have been making, really nice points about Derek Carr. It's just the most realistic opportunity for us to improve the team. And we're, our defense will only get better as we sign some different linebackers or bring back the same crew, get another safety. You know, we've got to improve the team there as well. So waiting around for Aaron, I just don't think is realistic. So I, I tagged you on Twitter, so I'm curious what all Jet fans think. John, I, I, what you're saying right now is, is you're, you're speaking truth. That's what you're doing, right? I mean, and that's really kind of what we've been hitting on all morning. And I thank you for the phone call. And by the way, you can check me out on Twitter at Dan Gross at GRACA. Derek Carr's only going to cost you money. That's it. You don't got to worry about parting ways with the number 13 pick or whatever type of draft capital that it's going to require over the next couple of years. It's just money. The owner's got money, right? He does. He came out at the end of the season and he said, yes, we are prepared to pay a premium to go get a quarterback because we realize that that is the one position that we need fixing. And that's why the Jets are bringing him in for a visit this weekend. And you know what? If Derek Carr was not at least even remotely, remotely interested in the Jets, he wouldn't be spending President's Day weekend in Florham Park, New Jersey, or thereabouts. He wouldn't be. I don't know where he normally spends his President's Day weekends. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't think a lot of people are flocking to Florham Park on President's Day weekend. Maybe, you know, like they go out to... You know, go skiing someplace, nice ski trip, you know, because it is winter technically, even though it doesn't feel like it around here. But I, I don't think they're going to Florham Park if they don't have to be there. And Derek Carr's been in the league a long time. You know, he's put in the hours. He's put in the years. He's had the battles. He's had the struggles. He's now at a point in his career where he's, what, 31 years of age, and he gets to pick his next destination. That's a great position to be in, is it not? We should all be so fortunate. Someplace that's going to end up paying you tens of millions of dollars. He's earned that right. An organization that he gave his heart and soul, his blood, his sweat, his tears for a decade, they told him, we don't want you anymore. So now he's going to use this opportunity and go to a situation which is the best for him, the best for his family, and the best for his football life, however long that's going to still have with it. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We'll continue the football calls when we return. We'll also get into the basketball. Knicks, Nets, at the break. Where do things stand? 60 more minutes to play with. Dan Grosser Show. It is a Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN.